Hey guys, and welcome back. I am so happy to hear how many of you tuned in and really benefited from last week's episode. I got a lot of DMs from you guys with your dinner and done vibe, and I'm working on it right along with you. And it's hard, but it is so worth it. And that's why I'm so excited about these episodes because it's these really simple and easy yet transformational things that make the biggest difference. Again, and I said this last time, so I'm going to keep this intro part super short, but we try all these like complicated protocols or supplements or things. But if we don't have these foundational habits down, nothing is going to help. So I think we skip over these like easy and foundational habits because they just, they're not sexy. You know, they're not like this sexy new supplement. They're just these basic things that your body needs in order to thrive. And if we don't do them, nothing is going to help. So Think of the pyramid. These are like the bottom of the pyramid. You can have the shiniest, best, most trendy, optimal thing up top. But if your bottom, the bottom of your pyramid is shaky, that beautiful golden piece at the top is not going to like move the needle even a tiny bit. So that's why I'm really excited to be sharing more of these. And I'm already so happy to see how much they're impacting your day and your energy and your gut health and just everything. And so today we're going to move on to habit number two. This is also super powerful one that I've talked about before, but we're going to dive in a little bit deeper because when you understand what's going on in your body and why things help, you're so much more likely to stick to it. That's at least how my brain works. Like I want to know why a habit or whatever it is impacts my biology and my brain. And that's when I will remember to do it and stick to it and be consistent with it. And that's when we see results. So if you guys stick to these habits, this is when the results you want will materialize. And then you'll get this positive momentum that you won't even know where it came from because you're just doing these easy things. And all of a sudden you're going to have more energy. You're going to feel lighter. You're going to feel better. Your digestion is going to work better. You're just going to conquer your days and be like, wait, I wasn't even changing too much in my life, but all of a sudden I feel so much better. So here we go with habit number two. All right. So habit number two is morning light, evening light, how to get it, how much to get of it and why you really need it. And what happens if you don't get it? So I've talked about this before, and you guys have probably been hearing about this recently because I feel like circadian sinking has become much more of a common topic, which is great. So we're going to talk about that today and also how it relates to food and your food intake and your gut health and your hormones. First, let's start with why does morning light help? When I first heard about this years ago, I thought it was some kind of like fluffy hoo-hoo thing of like, oh, light and the energy from the world. I mean, now I definitely believe in those things, so I wouldn't have thought it was hoo-hoo either way. But if somebody would have actually told me the biological process that happens, I would have been so much more convinced to do this. And I wish I would have started doing this 10 years ago when I first heard about it. I didn't start until a couple years ago. And anyways, so what happens is morning light interacts with a part of your eye called the retina. And this sends a message straight to your brain's timekeeper called the, can never say this, but the suprachiasmatic nucleus. I've tried to say this word for the past I think five years and I can never get it right. But anyways, it's a part, little part in your brain that actually like keeps the time of the day. Your brain knows when it's morning and night, or it should. It probably doesn't because modern life has completely messed with that, but it should. So once that light signal gets that nucleus, it tells your brain to cut the melatonin, which is your sleep hormone, and ramp up the cortisol. 
And when we hear the word cortisol nowadays, we're like, oh my God, why? I don't want cortisol. It's stress. But cortisol is actually really important in certain amounts and in certain times. The issue that we're having is that people either have too much cortisol or too little cortisol, and it's not spiking at the right times. So cortisol is like your biological alarm clock. And cortisol spiking in the right amounts at the right times, which is impacted by other habits, but we're because this is a podcast and I'm not talking to each of you individually, we're really keeping this simple. But if cortisol spikes at the right time in the right amounts, this kickstarts a series of events that influences your entire day. If it happens correctly, you get alert and focused and your mood even gets a really nice lift. And that's because serotonin, another neurotransmitter, gets increased and that just makes you happy and feel good. Which also, fun fact, serotonin is actually a precursor to your sleep hormone melatonin, which means that the happier and the better levels of serotonin you have during the day, then the better you'll sleep at night. And when I brought this up previously, the whole morning light thing, I had a lot of you ask how exactly it helps your gut and hormone balance. It helps because this cascade set off by morning light also touches hormones like insulin which plays a really big role in your metabolism and your blood sugar and the rest of your hormones. And then the higher levels of serotonin can improve your gut health and your metabolism. So the sun is really your ticket to feeling better during the day and falling asleep better at night. And so what you should do, it doesn't have to be anything. You don't have to spend an hour outside. But what I usually recommend is if it's a sunny day, you can go outside for like 10 minutes If you can't get outside, even just having your coffee or before you have your coffee, sitting next to a window with an open window, because if you close your window, then you prevent some of the important sun rays from getting in. So sit next to a window if you have a balcony or ideally go for a walk outside. That's usually the easiest. And you're really jumpstarting your metabolic engine that way. And you're setting yourself up for a good night of sleep as well. If it's a cloudy day, which I know a lot of us are heading into winter and there is not as much sun you want to get 20 minutes, 10 minutes might not be enough, but honestly, whatever you can do. And I think the key to this, like on days where I don't want to get outside, I just don't feel like getting morning light. I tell myself, just get out for five minutes and that's it. And usually when you're out for five minutes, you end up staying out longer because you feel good. Kind of like when you go for a run, you never want to go for that run, but once you start running and you get endorphins and you've already started that habit, it's so much easier to keep going. And so just tell yourself, Forget the 20 minutes and tell yourself, I'm going out for five minutes and you'll probably stay out longer. If you don't, even five minutes is better than nothing. And before we get into evening light, let's really quick look at what happens if we don't get this morning light. So picture you waking up before you get morning light from the sun, you look at your screen and you look at the computer. So this artificial light from the screens really messes with your internal clock. It actually suppresses the production of cortisol that's supposed to wake you up. And instead it kicks up melatonin, your sleep hormone. So that's pretty confusing for your body, right? So like you're sitting there typing away or scrolling And your brain thinks it's either dusk or middle of the night, which is like a lot of mixed signals for your brain. On one hand, you're like, okay, I know I have to get up for the day. On the other hand, the light signals are telling your brain a whole other story, which is really confusing for your brain. And then when your cortisol levels are out of whack, that affects your insulin sensitivity and blood sugar. It affects your gut health. Low morning cortisol 
can also mean low energy, poor focus, messed up eating schedules. And I see that happen a lot with people. And then more stress, more gut issues throughout the day. So it affects so, so, so many things. And that's why this simple habit can really be so, so powerful. And the morning cortisol, like I said, is also impacted by other things, not just morning light, but for the purpose of simplicity in this podcast, we're going to just talk about that here and just know that morning light can make a huge, huge difference. So what about evening light? I think that this is talked about a little bit less, but it's still really important if you can. And I'm aware that all of us have different jobs and different office times and all of that. So you just do what you can. But just know that as the sun sets, and you already know this, like the light quality changes, right? It's like, think about it, I guess, like Earth's do not disturb mode. So this change of light actually sets you up for a good night's sleep. So if you can, try to get some of those evening rays to fine-tune your internal clock by going on a walk or just like being next to a window. Luckily with COVID, a lot of us are working a little bit more from home and less from offices. But I don't know. I remember when I worked at the hospital, I literally worked in a basement. I saw zero light all day. And I can't imagine. I don't even remember my sleep back then because I feel like I had so many other issues. But I imagine my sleep wasn't very good. If you do get these evening rays, your body starts to release melatonin in response to this decreasing light. And this actually prepares you for a good night of sleep. So you actually start getting tired at the right time and you're not wired at like 10 p.m. when you need to go to sleep. And other things that you can do if you can't get out for an evening walk or things that you can actually do on top of the evening walk to better align your body with the natural rhythm that it really is craving to be in is one, you can wear blue light blocking glasses. So if you are on screens late and after sunset, then blue light blocking glasses can be really helpful. And there's a really good company called Bond Charge, no affiliation to them, but they they just have really good glasses that actually block out all the rays that damage your eyes and that throw off your body's natural rhythm. Another thing you can do easier said than done is don't take your phone to bed. So I've actually started doing that recently, like started changing this recently. I've been leaving my phone in the kitchen. I put it on airplane mode in the kitchen and then I'm not scrolling before bed. Cause if your phone is near your bed, you're more likely going to scroll before bed and you're more likely going to scroll and respond and get lost in your phone first thing in the morning. So one of the easiest ways is just to keep it outside of the room or in the bathroom. If you need to use it as an alarm Another thing that you can do is, and you probably already have this, is putting your phone on night mode and also even doing like a darker screen just so it's less bright in your face. And the final thing that I had in mind that you can also do, and we love this, is putting red light bulbs in your bedroom. So our nightstand where we have the lamps on our nightstand, instead of having the normal white light, we have red light bulbs that you can just get off Amazon. They're nothing special, but they're just red light and more soothing. And then actually final thing that just came to my mind is if you have a really good book, like a fiction book that you enjoy, it makes putting your phone away so much easier and turning off the screens much easier because you're like excited to read this book. So make sure that it's a fiction book. It's not like a non-fiction book that's going to stimulate your mind and get you thinking. I'm personally obsessed with the Emily Giffen books. And I think I just finished reading the last one. I wish she had more. Super cheesy, but there's something that just helps you disconnect. And I actually enjoy and look forward to reading them before bed. And so I'm able to put my phone away. 
So find something like that. That just makes it easier to disconnect, not look at screens, and that'll just really help your body's natural rhythms get back to where they need to be. And final little thing. Last week, we talked about the eating before bed situation. And this also, the times that you eat also helps regulate your internal clock. So if you can kind of bring this all together and as the sun sets, you also think about that as your hormones kind of winding down and your gut health winding down according to the earth's natural cycle and your body's natural cycle, meaning that your digestion doesn't really want to work too hard and your blood sugar doesn't want to work too hard and your blood sugar spikes don't want to regulate as much when it gets dark and the earth starts winding down. If you can adjust, like we said last week, your intake according to the light as well, that'll make a really big difference. I know that's not the easiest. I live in Spain and dinners here start at nine or 10. So it's not always easy, but you just try to do whatever you can and whatever you can do is amazing and will make a really big difference. And just know that doing this will help also regulate your eating patterns during the day. And when you get in this good cycle, you actually won't have these night cravings. Okay, so that's it for today. Do what you can. Even if it's only five minutes, it counts. And sometimes just setting these small goals of five minutes or even two minutes, just like going outside for two minutes is really all you need to get yourself going. For example, yesterday, I really didn't feel like getting out in the morning. It was raining. I just didn't feel like it. It was Sunday. I felt like being super lazy, but I told myself, I'm just going to get out for two minutes and then I can come back. Even that counts. Or I'm just going to stand by the window for two minutes. And sometimes that small amount is what you need in order to get the habit going. And then you just keep going and it's easier. But if you set a goal of an hour, like I'm going to go out for an hour run That's amazing, but your brain might have some resistance to that. And if it does, you give yourself a smaller goal, you stick to those smaller goals, and then it's much easier for your brain to accept these bigger goals, and then you build the momentum that way. So do what you can with the morning light, with the evening light. If it's only a couple minutes, that counts. If you can do the 20 minutes, amazing. Again, these habits are simple, but they might not be easy because If you wake up in the morning and you have kids and you have to get their lunch ready and take them to school and then go to the office and then after work, you pick them up, you have to get dinner ready. If you don't have these in your routine, then they could be this most simple thing, but they're not going to be easy for you to do. And that's why starting small is really important because then you make time in your schedule to do it and then your brain just knows. And then you can go for five minutes to 10 minutes to 20 to 30 to an hour. I hope that was helpful. And yeah, excited to see you guys next week for habit number three.